and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. I had planned to share traditions and ideas from other families this week, but feel led another way. We've talked this month about marriage relationships and family relationships. Today, I'm going to share a great resource I have found for improving relationships with the youth for parents, leaders, and teachers. If you're wondering if you fit in this audience, let me just tell you right now that you do. We had state conference this past weekend and Elder Kyle McKay of the 70 was with us. And the very first thing he taught us was that we always, always, always have a responsibility to minister to the youth, everyone, regardless of our calling or personal family situation. He pleaded with us in the leadership session, find a way to minister to them, learn their name, lift and praise them, love them. He challenged us all to think of the people who did this for us when we were young. Can you think of them, the ones who lifted and encouraged you? the ones who made you feel loved and included? Name them. How blessed we were to have those people. He said, now go be that person. He assured us we didn't have to do this in a way that wasn't comfortable for us, but he said to find the ways that fit you and put forth your efforts. Today's resource is a book written by Barbara Barrington-Jones and Brad Wilcox with my copy entitled How to Really Help Your Teenager, But looking online, you'll find it under the title, Straight Talk for Parents, What Teenagers Wish They Could Tell You. This book is nearly 30 years old, and I still find the information and advice to be spot on. They surveyed teens in preparation for an Education Week series on how parents and leaders can better understand and help teenagers, and they had more than a thousand teens from 38 states and 10 countries respond. This book shares what they learned, along with their own wonderful stories and insights. I so admire both of these people. Listening to them speak has always been such a blessing for me. The book begins with a story, and this is in the preface, outlining a boy, a teenager, who was making every poor choice possible, much to the duress of his parents. They had tried and tried to help and set rules and boundaries and ultimately set another line. He absolutely must be home by a certain time. Commitments were made and consequences were outlined. The rule was followed until one night when he didn't arrive at the scheduled time. Two o'clock arrived, then three, and then four. Finally, the father decided his son had gone too far, and he went and locked the back door as he had warned his son he would do. He then got a strong impression that he should unlock the door. He argued against it with the necessity to take a stand and hold a boundary, but the impression remained clear. He unlocked the door. The boy arrived home eventually, and as the family was getting breakfast going, the boy came in and asked to speak to the father alone. The father expected excuses and rationalizations as before, but instead his son said, Dad, I know you said you would lock the door if I was ever late again. When I came home and found it open, you will never know what that meant to me. The boy explained he hadn't been out with friends, he had been out alone. He explained he had been out praying. He said, When I found the door open, I knew that you hadn't given up on me. The father could hardly speak, but simply offered a silent prayer, thanking Heavenly Father for guiding him to unlock the door he had locked on that crucial night. 
The boy, the teen, turned his life around. Heavenly Father does not and will not give up on his children. The book summarizes this story and sets a theme for this book by saying, quote, with God's help, nothing is impossible, end quote. Our Father in Heaven and Savior Jesus Christ provide the best examples of parenting, mentoring, ministering, and loving we can ever hope to find. The Holy Spirit will always be our guide when we are open to receiving that direction. So, with that as our foundation, let's get into an acronym they use with the word PARENTS. The P in PARENTS stands for PRAISE. Have you heard the startling statistic that it takes seven positives to balance every one negative? As a parent, it's easy to point out the negative, what was missed, what could be done better, what was forgotten, what they said or did wrong. Are we as good at pointing out the positive? If you were using a scorecard and you had to have seven positives for each negative, would you come out at the end of the day with a positive or a negative balance? Have you heard that their parent's voice becomes their inner voice? Let's take Elder McKay's advice and, quote, lift and praise them, end quote. We can't overpraise. We can't hurt them by praising them. If you can't find something they are currently doing to praise, look back. You can find things from the past you've noticed they do well and tell them. Things like, you have such a gift with kids. Or, you are a really creative person and I love that about you. Praise those youth. Tell them how special they are. Tell them of their immense worth. Tell them how grateful you are for them and how glad you are to know them. Use affirmations with them. Here are two quick quotes from the book. Quote, Mother Teresa has said, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless, end quote. And, quote, a young man named Matthew from O'Fallon, Illinois, told us, I love it when parents and leaders praise me for things I have accomplished, big or small. Some people think you outgrow the need for that, but I don't think anyone ever outgrows the need to be praised, end quote. I think I could agree with that. The A stands for Except this is such a big one, and this is where I see parents unconsciously adopting Satan's plan of wanting to take away the agency of their children. They usually don't realize they are doing this, but we need to accept our children and youth. We need to let them be who they choose. As Joseph Smith, we should teach them correct principles and give them some space to govern themselves. Fight for their agency as Heavenly Father fought for ours. Yes, we can create boundaries for what we are okay with in our homes. And yes, we need to allow them to have some space to do the things we'd never wish them to do. What better time for them to learn from their own experience to choose the good from the evil than while still in the protective influence of our homes. Accept those kids. Accept that they're going to do things you won't like. Use due diligence. Do your research. Understand where to really make a stand. Be aware of what is going on in their schools but give them room to not fit the picture-perfect mold you'd like for your family to portray to the world. It's going to be okay. From the book, quote, A young woman wrote, I wish my parents could more readily accept who I am instead of who they want me to be. They should encourage me in the activities I enjoy instead of always demanding that I do the things they want. It continues saying, Teen years are a wonderful testing time. This is obvious in everything from the music and dress to the types of extracurricular activities young people select, end quote. And, quote, young people must never feel that adults accept them only when they do things our way. They must feel they are accepted for who they are. Young people are always individuals of great worth, regardless of whether or not we think their present choices and actions are worthwhile. The word mediocre comes from the Latin word 
Medioice, maybe, <laughs> which means halfway up the mountain. Mediocrity is not bad so long as it's not the final goal. Mediocrity is simply a halfway point through which everyone must pass on the way up the mountain. We all have to be mediocre before we can be anything beyond that. Don't expect perfection. Remember that there is good in everyone, just as there are some things that may be not so good. Look for the good, end quote. The R in parents stands for respect. Respect individuality. We want to help the youth we associate with, quote, to discover and accentuate the things that are unique to them, end quote. Respect is about listening. The book says, quote, the quality of our communication with young people will improve in direct proportion to the amount of respect we show them when they talk to us. One of the most obvious ways to show respect is by listening, end quote. The book also points out that another important way we can show respect for young people is to make an effort to know their names. Have you seen this in the people who tend to flourish in their interactions with the youth? They make an effort to learn, remember, and use their names. They know the details of these people's lives. They know what they're involved in. Another important aspect of respect is to not expect things of them you are not willing to do yourself and to not put yourself above reproach. If you make a mistake, own up to it. Show respect to your children or the youth you're interacting with by owning up to your mistakes and apologizing to them. This goes a long way in showing mutual respect. The E in parents is for encourage. Quoting from the book, quote, a teenager offered some good advice for all parents. Parents could compliment us on the little things and boost our egos up and encourage us. They could say, you can do whatever it is you want to do. We believe in you. It doesn't matter if you win. Just have fun. End quote. Also from the book, quote, Chris, a 17-year-old from Huntington Beach, California said, I really love my parents. They support and encourage me in everything that I do. And that is what probably helps me the most. When I feel that encouragement, it makes me feel that I don't have to go out and drink or party. It gives me self-confidence so I can overcome temptation. I don't think I'd be the kind of person I am without the encouragement and support of my parents, end quote. I often ask clients to pinpoint their biggest cheerleader. Don't you want that to be you? Don't you want to be the one deciding what things they are getting cheered on for? The book points out the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 108 verse 7, which says, quote, Therefore, strengthen your brethren in all your conversation, in all your prayers, in all your exhortations, and in all your doings, end quote. I loved this charge in the book, quote, Concentrate on lifting young people, pushing them before us, seeing them elevated above us. Let them know you are behind them 100% so that they have the courage to press forward. Give them your support and try to build their confidence, end quote. I hope that these quotes and things are useful for you because I sure love this. <laughs> the N in parents is for notice. So many of these concepts are similar, aren't they? But each so vital and important. We notice the good. We notice their interests. We notice their friends. We notice their hard days. We notice changes and what they may and when they may need to talk. Here's a story from the book. Quote, a friend of Brad's told him about a little experiment she tried with her teenage son. Rather than continuing to nag him as she had done for months for having a negative attitude around the house, she decided to simply compliment him when he did better. When he took out the garbage, she said, thank you. When his report card came home with mostly A's and B's, but one D, she forced herself to say, she forced herself to say, that's great. You have so many high grades instead of jumping on him about the low grade that first caught her eye. 
At the end of several weeks, she reported, he is doing much better and his countenance has brightened around the house. All this time, I kept thinking that my job was to change him and his attitude, but it was I who needed to change. She smiles when she adds, I am finally learning to catch him doing something right instead of doing something wrong, end quote. Another quote from the book for notice is as follows, quote, one girl told us, my dad may not always be the most sensitive person in the world, but when something is really bothering me, he always seems to notice. He'll come up to my room and say, want to talk about it? I always say, how did you know something was wrong? And he just smiles, end quote. The T in parents stands for time. The book says, the book says, quote, studies have indicated that on an average, parents spend less than 10 minutes a day talking with each of their children, and much of that talking is harsh, judgmental, and critical, end quote. One of my favorite times to be with my kids is on the way home from school or right after they get home from school. I just sit in the same room or car with them and show a little interest by asking about their day, but mostly just sit, and they share so much. It definitely doesn't all come right out at the beginning on the way home or when we first get home. It's that sitting, doing nothing, and waiting that is key. I should note that my kids are not quite yet teenagers, so it might be different with teenagers. But when I act like I have nothing better to do than just sit around with them, they will remember things and share them or want to show me something they brought home. I love being available at this time. The book says, quote, even though teens may resist at first, they really do like it when parents and leaders spend time with them. Time together can reduce the influences of the outside world and increase the influences we have on each other. Try surprising teenagers with a picnic at a park or kidnapping them and taking them to a show. Make time rather than wait for time to be together. They may say they don't like to do things together as a family, but they really do, end quote. A friend of mine has the family motto, a family that plays together stays together. My parents always did a good job of following our interests and making those into family activities. When my brothers got into off-roading, we went on off-roading trips. When we showed interest in boating, we'd go on boating trips. The time can be big or small investments, but all of these investments have a big payoff in the end. Finally, the S in parents stands for say. Let them have a say in the things that affect their lives. Give them guidelines, but allow them to make some of their own choices and decisions. Listen to their opinions and views. Let them have a say in how they spend their limited time. Let them have a say in how things go in your home and family. Let them have a say in how their room looks. Show them in your quorums, classes, and families that their voice matters and that speaking up makes a difference. Extend some trust to them. The book says, quote, For open communication to occur, we must establish a relationship of trust. One parent asked, quote, How can I trust my child? He is totally untrustworthy. The book says, quote, for open communication to occur, we must establish a relationship of trust. One parent asked, how can I trust my child? He is totally untrustworthy. The truth of the matter is we don't have a choice. We can't follow teenagers around for the rest of their lives. In God's eyes, are we as adults totally trustworthy? Yet Heavenly Father trusts us with many things, including his restored gospel. Perhaps he is giving us something to live up to, focusing on our potential as his children and not on our current problems. Our teenagers need the same message from us. Some young people look at adults as obstacles to get around, but parents and leaders who establish relationships of trust are usually seen as people whom teens would never want to hurt or disappoint, end quote. I will end with a quote from President Gordon B. Hinckley. He said, quote, Imagine how our own families, let alone the world, would change 
If we vowed to keep faith with one another, strengthen one another, look for and accentuate the virtues in one another, and speak graciously concerning one another. Imagine the cumulative effect if we treated each other with respect and acceptance, if we willingly provided support. Such interactions practiced on a small scale would surely have a rippling effect throughout our homes and communities and eventually society at large, end quote. Just kidding, I'm not going to end with that quote. (laughs) There is one more important principle from the book that we can't neglect to touch on here. The book emphasizes the need to convey in word and action the phrase, I love you, to our youth. Speak those very words. It is appropriate to speak those words to youth that are not your own. It is essential to speak those words to the ones that are your own. We can also do this through notes, careful physical gestures such as hugs or pats on the back, and through open, constant inclusion. The book says, quote, Our caring and love must be constant and unconditional, given first and given freely through good and bad, transgression or testimony, brilliant success or utter failure. Regardless of their choices, teenagers need our non-judgmental love. Love is a natural component of our spirits. In the pre-mortal life, we knew love and how to express it openly. Affection is part of the very core of our eternal natures, end quote. Express that love until it is comfortable to do so, and then continue to express it. So now for my summary in 60 seconds or less. As parents, leaders, teachers, or even just as adults who sometimes interact with youth, we have a responsibility to minister, to lift, and to praise, to encourage, strengthen, love, and bless. One way we can remember ideas for doing this is the acronym of PARENTS. Praise, accept, respect, encourage, notice, time, share time and say, give them a say. With those, let us also express love in word and deed as often as we can make occasion to do so. Even the smallest interactions can change the course of a life forever. Those youth need us now more than ever. We can take the Spirit for our guide and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Father in heaven as our perfect examples in this great charge. May the Lord be with you today and always, and may we have the courage to strengthen, lift, and praise the wondrous youth before us. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problems.